Hello and welcome to the Lock In Podcast, the show that lifts the lid on life in the pub trade by those working in it. I'm the morning advertisers, Ed Beddington. And I'm the only one me. working in the pub trade. You, yeah. two are, you guys are journalists. Has it taken you that long to put this out? I mean, we're up to episode 66 and you've only <laughs> just... Just, just realised that you guys are I mean, and I'm the only one who works in the pub trade. And, and technically, Heath... Yeah. You don't, don't work. really work, do I, you? I mean, I make, been it, on I make it look easy. Where were you last week? Uh, Portugal. Oh, yeah, Portugal. Yeah. Paris as well. Yes. There we go. Anyway, on the morning advertiser's head, Beddington, <laughs> and with me as ever are my two endlessly helpful co-hosts, Nikki Thatcher and Heath Ball. We're talking about dogs and pubs in this week's podcast, so rather than my usual, and if I say so myself, hilarious introductions uh, for my wonderful podcast partners, I'm going to give them the opportunity to give us a little insight into their personality. So, I thought it was personal. I was like, oh, this could go bad. <laughs> <laughs> no, no one needs one. to hear about that from you, No Heath. one wants that, Heath. So, Heath, if you were a dog, what kind of dog would you be? Oh, interesting. So, I, th- I thought you'd ask something similar to this. So, That's because I told you I was going to ask. <laughs> yeah, I know. So, so I, was, I was sitting there, and, you know, because, like, what you think you are and what you are, it, like, you know, it's that psychological question. So, I thought, well, I'll go and, I'll go and ask a couple of my friends and my wife. So, oh, God. I, I, went, I went and asked my mate Hayden, who's an Aussie, and he said, oh, you're a little Jack Russell, just yappy. And I went and asked Carol, who works for me, and she said, oh, no, you're like a Yorkshire Terrier, quite yappy. And I said to my wife, I said, what sort of dog? And she went, oh, XL Bully. I went, fucking hell, you make me out to be like Stan Collymore or something. Like, so we meet XL Bully, she goes, oh, yeah, you're just angry and attack for no reason. I said, God almighty. Uh, I mean, you know, interestingly enough, if I did actually, I was thinking XL Bully, but probably more an XS Bully than an XL Bully. Hey, you're the XL um, Bully, you're in. <laughs> and, and also, Suella Braveman probably wants to ban you and have you deported as, as an illegal Australian. So. Off to Rwanda I go. Indeed. Uh, so, well, that's, I mean, that's, that's summed up. Heath then, I don't even know what sort of dog I, I I pretty, you know, like laid back, easy going. <laughs> is there, uh, you know, no. Like, you know, no, 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 no. no. highly, highly strung yapping at the door, highly <laughs> strung chihuahua, <laughs> probably, uh, yes, yapping, no one of those short, like oh one of God, the bald yeah. ones, the yeah. Chinese crossfits. I don't even know what Sorry, what? Yeah, they're the ones with no hair. You just well, made that up. No, no, no. They've got oh, no hair on their body. Yeah. Oh, I'm excited. Oh, okay. okay, what are you going to be, Nikki? Um, well, I was going to choose either Jack Russell or Chihuahua because they're small and I'm small, but now you've both mentioned those, I need to think of something else. Maybe let's go with a French bulldog. Small, <laughs> but a bit annoying. But also. Fucking annoying. <laughs> French Sorry. bulldog. Inside yeah, but, okay. but also not Winston Churchill type bulldog. No, no, no. Okay, also, yeah. also, my brother yeah. actually says I'm like a Rottweiler because I proper kick off when I go when I do kick off. You mean off, how, like so. small dogs always like just they yeah. they oh, kick right. ass yeah. more? So I have you got small I mean? dog syndrome. Yeah, yeah okay, yeah. that's fine. Yeah, so not really a Rottweiler, more of a again chihuahua yeah. type thing I mean I, I kind of got you down as uh, an Afghan hound oh crossed God. with a Jack Russell so long flowing can, locks can those two dogs have sex long flowing locks stumpy legs and a tendency to nip people's ankles I mean that's a fairly good summary I think I yeah. think it was pretty accurate yeah. I mean myself I, I see myself as a, a graceful golden retriever no, no uh, way man you're good, a best good looking <laughs> good looking <laughs> intelligent and loyal however I will shit on your lawn if you piss me off yeah, no, no, I was like, th- I was thinking we've been talking about this. He's on, and I. Oh, of course yeah. you were. Yep. Yeah. So I was. It. So we have differing opinions. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking a German Shepherd. <laughs> I, 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 I can live with that. Looks quite scary, but um, actually, nah, stop you're shit. a massive basset hound <laughs> with an eating disorder that can't get off the sofa. <laughs> And that was his input, so... Yeah. Well, that's better than the sausage dog, I suppose. I could live with that. Basset yeah, Hound. Basset Hound's like a large chef dog. I don't, I don't like it? sausage dogs. No, I don't like sausage dogs. So, no. Uh, well, so yeah. maybe you're a sausage dog. 
Uh, well, there you go. Walked into that one, didn't I? <laughs> uh, there you go, then. Let's let's move on from there. We have got a great episode lined up uh, examining the enduring link between dogs and pubs. Why do pubs and dogs seem to go together so well? So to help us with that, we've got some great guests lined up. We'll be hearing about what makes a great dog-friendly pub from the winners of the Great British Pub Awards. The Bellflower, who've won the dog-friendly category twice on the bounce. Heather Porter-Brandwood will be joining us from there. We'll be discussing what kind of products you can have on the bar and in the kitchen with Sir Wolfchester MD David Wright and Wolf and Brews MD Steve Bennett. We'll be hearing about how the dog ownership market is changing with Don Burke from the Dogs Trust and we'll be chatting with three great operators about why dogs matter to pubs. They will be Tim Bird of Cheshire Cat Pubs and Bars, Jodie Monday of the King's Arms in Horsham and Dan Crump of the Greyhound in Beaconsfield. Greyhound you see, and even, even got the name of the pub tied in with the yeah, there isn't somebody from the cats didn't you say like the Cheshire cat, cat. yeah Cheshire I know. Cat. it's the yeah. irony of that well yeah indeed uh, well you can bring that up with him later uh, but before all that let's have a look at what has been going on although we are recording this so far ahead of actually putting it out it's going to be hopelessly out of date so let's just start with his latest holiday yeah that could be How any time it? to be fair it was good I went to Madeira yeah right did mm-hmm. you know Christian Ronaldo is no. from Madeira no who Christian mm. Ronaldo, the footballer. Who? Yeah, yeah Cristiano yeah. Ronaldo. Yeah, do you know he's from Madeira? Cristiano. Oh, whatever his name is. But I'll tell you what. <laughs> he's from Portugal. I thought he was yeah, Brazilian Ronaldo. It's Madeira, the Diff- island. But, that's a different But let me uh, tell you something. All they fucking do is tell you where he's from, he's from there. Oh. It, it's got a bit much. You know, so I started winding him up a bit. I was going, really? Who? The, the rugby player? No, no, the footballer, the footballer. So, yeah, it was good. The food was rubbish. Um, it was hot. Yeah. Did uh, you see his statue? That famously, impressively, no, realistic statue. No, no, I didn't see that. But yeah, it was, it was lovely. Like, uh, yeah, a little holiday. If you, if you, you know, if you, yeah. if you're not fussy about food and drink, and Portuguese wine's guff. So, can you imagine what he was like? Oh. I dread to. Think. I just. Shut we need down. to get his wife on just to ask how oh, bad it actually yeah. was. No, I, I just like I just resided to the fact that you're just not going to eat and drink well. That sounds highly, but I was in Paris. highly unlike you. I was in Paris the, the few days before that, yeah. and uh, that yeah. was really good. Went mm-hmm. to the art mm-hmm. for the horse racing. Mm-hmm. Was that when you were sending mm-hmm. us messages that you probably can't remember? Yeah, probably. Mm. I was pretty pissed. <laughs> yeah. We drank quite, like it was an early start, and plus we'd been out the night before. Um, I mean, with all this travelling, obviously the, that's in the news at the moment, uh, is bed bugs. Uh, yeah, don't, my wife France. is freaking out, made me have a shower. You've been bringing them back? Made you have a shower? <laughs> yeah, like, freaked out. Like, it made me leave the luggage out. She was having a proper panic attack. Oh, Part I of me wanted to bring them back just to fuck her over. In general. Same, she's all mean. You sort of get to the door and she's there with a hose. But it was just like she was freaking out. Full like decontamination I've seen suit. Videos. I said, listen, I'm on the Eurostar. I'm in business class. There's no big bugs. All here. right, show off. Oh. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, calm down, love. Are you saying that bed bugs uh, are classist? Yeah, oh, they're, 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 <laughs> on the tube, they're on the tube they're in Paris. Going to and, and I said to her, trust me, the hotel I'm staying in doesn't have bed bugs. So, um, yeah, it was that all you right. know of? That I know of. Did you get on the tube? No, don't know. Of course, you didn't. Jesus. It's my mate's birthday. It's weird drivers and stuff. Uh, so fancy. Uh, yeah. So fancy. Yeah, it's the best um, beer. <laughs> other news this week, uh, Mitchells and Butlers are entering the barbecue space with a new concept. Um, <laughs> Just in time for yeah. winter. <laughs> 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 but I mean, it, it makes me laugh a little bit because I mean, it, it, it's what they're actually like bar- American they're doing barbecue, American barbecue oh, really? concept. Yeah, yeah. Oh god, which, which isn't that sort of what? Well, it's a hundred years ago. I was going to say it was sort of. It was, uh, re- was it Reds? Reds? Yeah, Reds. I mean, Hickory's have been doing it first since 2010. Yeah, um, and I think that's they're, they're sort of going head to head with them. But I mean, it, it, well, they did steak. Remember, they did Miller and Carter. That's Mitchell and Butler, isn't it? That's Mitchell. And that hasn't really. Yeah. Well, I don't know. It hasn't really taken off you about saying. I mean, they're everywhere. Yeah, no, they're everywhere. Yeah, and they're not really barbecue. 
No, but they're not good. What I'm saying is they, they, what these big brands do is they go and find a concept. Like, oh, we can roll that out. And they do that for like five or six years and then they realise it's shit. And they Because they don't have any longevity or like, mm. they don't really want to do it. They're just doing it because they want to make money. They don't do it because it's a passion. So that's no, yeah. a smash and grab. They'll, they'll, yeah, they'll do it while it's popping. But then again, you kind of go, I mean, Hickory is doing brilliantly. So I guess like there is a market. Yeah, Green King bought it. But I mean, I guess there's some market for it. But yeah, you know what you say? That, that craze was sort of... Yeah, like it ago, was gone. It? But like, yeah. you know, it's funny because we're really, really departing from vegetarian and vegan food lately, mm. aren't we? The world's just going, you know what? Climate it's change, me. everything else. The world's fucked. Let's just eat meat. Well, you say that. Yummy have launched a, a fish focused restaurant. Yeah, so they have they're, one, they're meat, on one, who, who one meat, one meat dish. dish. On the yummy. Menu. Yummy pubs. Yeah. Mm. Or yummy, yummy collective. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What's the one meat dish on the menu? Uh, so it changes on the reg. You wouldn't, you wouldn't ever really order it though, would you? If you're going to a fish restaurant, you wouldn't. No, you wouldn't. I would. You, you would. <laughs> You'd probably have the meat on the side of the fish. On top. Oh, you don't eat fish. I would do have the fish. No. Yeah, I forgot that. Um, so it is a. Oh, I can't oh. remember where it's gone. Where it's gone now. Oh, Thanks grilled, that, grilled beef short rib. Oh. That's the That's current it. what's on there at the moment. Mm. So yeah, so okay, yeah, we'll see. We shall see. Just get him a head around that grilled um, beef short. Okay, just trying to look at the picture that just my mind. Doesn't make sense. Just me. Okay. One in twelve customers are prepared to pay more, according to Barclays. Mm. I mean, well done, if Barclays. one in twelve, <laughs> I mean, it doesn't hold out. Eight, yeah, eight percent. I think it works. Eight percent. So during ninety-two percent are prepared not to pay more. more. Yeah. What, what are the eight percent paying more for? During the surge pricing, oh, they're, they're yeah. fine about surge pricing. So if you base your business model on that eight percent of people, you're are laughing. Fine. Yeah. They must yeah. be. I tell you what, um, they must be stoked. They must be using that all their advertising campaigns. So <laughs> what's what's the pub company that did it? Uh, <laughs> well, I think lots of places do yeah. it. Although the yeah, Stonegate sort of Stonegate got drawn out on it drawn out and hung drawn and quartered on that haven't they I wonder who lost their job on that one (laughs) we should have done a press release (laughs) (laughs) why did we do a press release Um, we also saw um, a Michelin pub uh, was slashing its prices midweek to pull in the punters I did ask Uh, you about that I didn't read the article uh, you sent you didn't read the article I just looked at it did you just read the headline because I I really hate people that do that I didn't read the headline I just asked them what the story was about so which pub is it I knew you were going to ask me that and I've I can't tell you. Okay. So, oh, you've sent me the. Did you send it to me internet. directly? Did you? Will you just log in? Like, I mean, I should have logged in before we started this. Yeah, would have been uh, being okay. organised okay. and Hold prepared. On. I asked you for the article. You yep. said da, 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 it was da, a Michelin-starred da, pub, okay. desperately filling. Nikki, tell us more about that menu item um, that you couldn't find a menu. I just, <laughs> so, I found it. Oh, here we go, Michelin-starred <laughs> pub. I need. I'm not helping you. I need you to come through the doors. Times are tough for Michelin Star Gastro Pub, despite smashing the menu by £25. White Swan offence. White Swan offence, that was it. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't going to help. Nikki. I mean, you could have Yeah, because it was, it was nice to watch you two struggle. Oh, brilliant. Sold on, so what, he's slashing it. Yeah, but the... Fucking hell, the thing is, hey, like, it's tough, isn't it? It's tough out there. It really is tough out there. Mm. Yeah, everyone mm. in the Amsterdam continue. Yeah, like, I mean, you've had to cancel some holidays, haven't you? No. no, I thought you no, weren't. I thought, no, you, no. I thought you no, my wife, my Don't wife, be ridiculous, wife, Edward. This what, like, listen, this is all for my mental health. I, I live at the pub. I work at the pubs. I go around. All I do is be in pubs. It, it's taxing. You know how hard it is to smile at people every day. Yeah, you, but you don't. Oh, no, I don't. You don't, don't, have, have, to to, you don't <laughs> have to go to pubs in your spare time. Yeah, I do. But you're still doing R and D, mate. <laughs> Research and development, Ed. Constantly looking. Got some ideas yesterday, Matt. Yeah. Had yeah. lunch. I had lunch at Burnt Orange. What's a restaurant? I suppose in Brighton. I was going to say that's another pub. Yeah, I know, but it's still looking. It's always good to look. Well, there you go. 
as an insight. So they're slashing their profit. But everybody, like everyone's just trying to make ends meet right now. Uh, you know, the independents are suffering more than the big boys because they've got, I say big boys, the big companies, because they've, uh. got, they've got deep pockets and they've got easier access to cash flow or to, to debt. But, you know, unless... It's not going to get pretty. I think we're going to have a lull right now, coming to Christmas. Everyone's going to go, oh, it's Christmas, going to spend money. And January, God, imagine that. Dry January, everyone's sitting at home, freezing their ass off, and we're all in the pubs just, like, watching time pass. <laughs> and on, on that optimistic note, I think we'll, uh, we'll part that one there. You're listening to the Lock In Podcast, and we're talking dogs and pubs in this episode. If a visit to a pub doesn't involve tripping over a dog these days, I'd be surprised. Dog ownership has grown hugely, and pubs that don't cater for our four-legged friends could easily be missing out on a great part of the trade. So to discuss how you can tap into that market and what makes a great pub for dogs, I'm delighted to welcome Heather Porter-Branwood from award-winning pub The Bellflower in Garstang, Lancashire. Heather, welcome. Hello, thank you for having me. No, good to have you, good to have you. So you've been named the best pub for dogs twice on the run in the Great British Pub Awards. Um, what, what are you getting yeah. right? What are you doing that's so good? So we, we just make sure that we use all of our space. Um, we're very lucky that the pub has got so many different areas so that we can accommodate everybody Um, because although we are so dog focused it's very important to make sure that you don't alienate people that aren't so dog friendly themselves Mm. Um, so we have literally space for everybody and it's just using that so that it is very niche and then doing everything weird and wonderful in between just to make sure that when they do come they have very much a wow effect um, that keeps them coming back okay so talk us through your dog offer what what do you do what do you offer for uh, for dogs coming in so we, we pretty much have everything that you would never think of, so to speak. So when you first arrive, you're greeted by one of the team who are absolutely amazing. And they talk through the facilities that we offer. So we have two separate dog-friendly areas. Um, it's on the wooden floor section of the pub. So if there are any accidents, touch wood, we don't get that many. It's easy to just sort out, no fuss needed. Um, we have coloured cones that identify the temperament of your pooch. So that makes it easy for other dog owners and people with children, for example, to whether or not they can approach them um and it's the same for people as well i reckon sometimes i need a red cone myself I, you know yeah, I, w- I, w- <laughs> I, w- I w- get me some cones on uh, the red ones i, I was gonna say it's, it's uh, i did look at heath when you said that i was thinking yeah, if anyone needs a cone um, and yeah. we're not talking cones that you get at the vets that put them around the neck the, the cones are shame no, aren't we when you were at school and they made you leg it round a field because you were just sadists. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah those, those kind of cones. Um, so, like, the red one means that you, the, the dog that you're dealing with is more likely to eat your finger than the food that you put in front of them. So you would avoid those. Um, there's a coloured cone that says that I'm on a diet. Please don't feed me any snacks. So I could also do with that one from now, now, and, uh, now and again. So could it. But, yeah, there's, there's something for, for every dog's temperament. Um, we have two dog menus. We have our normal a la bark menu, which is available seven days a week. But then we have a good, a good doggo menu as well, which Sunday dinners. So your dog can join you for a Sunday dinner on a Sunday. Yeah. Um, we have a dog stick library in the garden. We have the dog's doodars. That's like a bush tucker trial for treats. Okay. So there's everything from cow's ears and pig snouts to chicken feet there. So... Yeah, we, we literally just try and make sure that every visit is tailored to 
the individual, including the dog. Okay. Um, yeah, <laughs> plenty, plenty going on. Yeah, it, it sounds like it. I mean, Nikki, you've you've been to the pub, haven't you? Uh, you were, you were the judge that yeah. that uh, that. Uh, did you take your dog with you? So I didn't take my dog, but I did take a dog. <laughs> you just borrowed a dog. I borrowed a dog. I right. If you remember Heather, yeah. I, and and Kaz, Kaz was very kind, and when the dog was being a bit barky, Kaz took the uh, took the dog off for me, so me and Heather could chat. But it is yeah. it's in, it's incredible. Uh, Heather, I wonder if you can tell us a little bit about the um, the charity work that you do as well. I don't want to say anything more without giving it away. Um. So the. The general community projects we do are, are quite vast and we, we try very much to make the pub into more than just a business. I think if you focus too much on the pennies, then you lose pounds. But if you focus on people, the pennies look after themselves. Um, so we do so many different community projects. I think when you visited, we might have been doing the, Cerin- the Cinderella one, um, which was we collect prom attire for kids that wouldn't have been able to afford to go to prom. After finding out that on average it was 750 quid, to send a teenager to prom it's, it's a lot of money that a lot of people don't have so we collected in the gowns the shoes the, the shirts the suits um, I think we ended up with over 200 outfits in the end we do stuff at Christmas um, we have an elves project where people bring in gifts that are tailored to children so if we don't just get something generic like if little Bobby Sue really has got this desire for some game we put it out there and one of our elves commits to buying that for us that's nice um, it? and it's what they're asking Santa for so it, rather than just getting a little something which again is great they're getting something that is on the wish list mm-hmm. um, so yeah we, we do all sorts really and I believe- um, again just tailored to what, whatever our community needs at the time so if there's a big shout out on Facebook because someone's missing something or um, again touch wood it's not very often but if there's been a house fire and there's people that are going without or you know if, if there's some people that are adopting children and they're, they're a little bit short and then or they need things to do and they need different people to talk to we mm. focus on whatever people are asking for and that's what we tailor our our mm. pub to be like a community hub fantastic and i believe you you do events for dogs as well as, as part of this what well, tell, tell us a bit yeah, about that so we, we do dog walks so uh, every every second week mainly um and again depending on who tags along with us it depends where the walk is and how strenuous that is um, we also do dog birthday parties. Uh, um, I'm not so, telling my wife that So again, that we get free use of the... Honestly, they're absolutely brilliant. Um, so they get free use of the, of the beer garden, which again is quite extensive and it's all safely gated in. So once they're in there and they get shot, they can't get out. Um, we have agility equipment out there for them. And then when they come back inside, um, there's dog birthday meals. There's like different props for them to pose in front of. Because everything's about that social media snap now, isn't it? Like everyone wants a picture of, of the family or the pooch doing something quirky and cute. Yep. I think every dog owner has probably got at least a third of the photos on their album is all about the dog doing something cute, like sleeping. Definitely. You're a dog owner. Dog, isn't it? Yeah. Um, Do you ever take pictures of your dog, yeah. Keith? My wife does. Yeah, I was like, say it's it, my so. wife. Or, like, if, I, I've worked out the hierarchy in my family. It's the dog. It's the children. It's the cleaner. It's the guy who lives next door, and it's me. And then it's you. Yeah, I'm, so I was. I'm I was in that. Yeah, yeah. yeah mm. it's like the dog can do whatever it wants. We had two dogs, but then we got one now, and it, it, the dog can do whatever it wants. I mean, are you gonna? Have you ever done a birthday party for the dog? 
Um, no, my wife bought birthday cake one year. Yeah, right. It's just weird. I, what, I for the dog? Yeah. I think that is a great idea. We're going we're to tell her. Yeah. You've got to take uh, the dog to the yeah, Bellflower yeah. book a party in. I'm going I'm I'm to, like, I think she'll be well up for this, man. Like, this, this is right up her street. So, <laughs> do, they, do the dogs bring their mates for their parties? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, they do. <laughs> they do. It's not just one dog. Like, there'll be at least half a dozen to a dozen dogs, and they're all friends, you know? They know each other. Brilliant, brilliant. Uh, I mean, how do you? I mean, you're you're clearly geared up for for people with dogs. What about people without dogs and and people that aren't necessarily dog fans? How do you deal with that of people coming in? So it's like we we got a lot of media attention, um, especially just before the last award. Um, it made international news, even though it was like ten months after we won. <laughs> it, it went across all the waters. It, it was absolutely mental. That's the reach um, of the Great British Pub Awards. <laughs> It's, it's like you, you get that pushback all the time so you get all the comments that are like you know can't wait to go we need to try this out and they tag all the friends and family in it and then you get the people that go in and say well that's another pub that I won't be visiting kind of thing and it's about reassuring those people that just because we do allow dogs in doesn't mean that you're going to be sat next to one and mm. um, we do have plenty of space uh, and it's, it's done very safely like we put a lot of time into making sure that the t- tables are spaced appropriately like if you have say it was something as severe as a dog allergy like it's not just about being away from them like it, it could literally be you know you're going to suffer if, if you get too close to a dog so if you want to be far enough away from them you can sit literally on the other side of the pub and you don't feel like you're being relegated to the back like yeah. you have another area which is just as beautiful as the dog area you just don't eat your dinner out of a bowl um <laughs> And it is, it is literally about just reassuring those people that, like, we do go a little bit OTT when it comes to dogs. We do spoil them, but we do spoil the people, too. So there's plenty of space for everybody. Absolutely. Absolutely. And um, have you ever barred a dog? No. no. Very fortunate so far. We've had a few barky ones. Like, oh. it's like if you get a few puppies in and stuff at the beginning. Um, but we actually invite those people back because it's normally that the dogs have it. Like, we've... We get a lot of people coming in saying that they had. That wasn't me. (laughs) Saying that they had COVID dogs, so they so they weren't socialised, and they didn't know how to interact in these kind of settings. So we invite them back. We get them to come in at like eleven o'clock when we first open. They can get used to the smells. They can get used to the sounds. Genius. um, And they can get used to the attention. You know. It's, and it's, it's because the, the owners feel really guilty. They normally run away. If a dog starts barking, they feel really bad. And it's like, we're dog friendly. Like, kids make more noise than dogs nine times yeah, out of ten. This is true. This is so true. It's like, Brilliant. Okay. Fantastic. Well, we're, we're out of time there, Heather, but thank you very much for that. And we shall leave you to continue dropping things uh, in your pub. Um, I did Go it with on. the power of my mind, see? They <laughs> were so shocked with our dog-friendly facilities that they just threw a bucket at me. <laughs> it, was a, it was a dog crashing through the doors. and Yes, it brilliant. Was. Thank you for seeing. <laughs> brilliant. Okay, Heather, thank you very much for that. This is the Login Podcast. Myself, Ed Bennington, Nikki Thatcher, and Heath Ball. We're talking about dogs in this episode of Login Podcast, and of course, pubs. To set the scene and give us a little bit of an idea of the size of the market. I'm delighted to be joined by Don Burke, canine behaviour officer from the Dogs Trust. Don, thanks for joining us. 
Hi, and welcome. Thanks for having me. No problem. First question, I work for the Dogs Trust. Have you ever been tempted to change your name from Burke to Bark? Dom, no, but maybe I could do. <laughs> I mean, Dom is my short name as well, so I could. I'm sure there's some room in, in there for it. You could go for that. I think that's uh, that's something uh, we can uh, we can explore. I don't know but, how- uh, <laughs> but more more seriously, Dom, we know that everyone seems to decide to get a dog during lockdown. Uh, Nikki, I'm, my, I'm I didn't get a dog during you. lockdown. Thank you. you. I got my. I've had her a Can't year. Last year was breathe, not lockdown, breathe, was calm it? Down. I mean, it was, oh. uh, come on. I waited till after lockdown. You, you just, Prices you had just, come down. Oh, I see. I was going to say you heckled, heckled did, your husband but, throughout but lockdown did, until he gave don't in. Don't know why. Why do people get dogs during lockdown? Because they're what? lonely. Yeah. Well, oh, talk, tell us yeah. a bit about that. I think there's a lot of different reasons why. I think it's quite a good time to, especially if people are looking to get puppies or even if they're rescuing a dog, mm. it's a good time to like settle them in. Like you kind of can keep the routine. You're not going off to work. Mm. Um, a lot of work goes into having a puppy and mm. socialising them to everything that you know their normal life. So it seemed like a really good opportunity to to kind of get dogs. But at the same time, there's been some kind of challenges that have come from that as well. Um, mm. We've no got to get into a little while. Yeah, so, I mean, it, 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 do we have any idea of how much the level of dog ownership had changed over the last sort of few years? Yeah, I think in the UK we saw about a 24% rise in dog ownership Jesus, throughout the pandemic. Huge. Yeah, that is, it's an enormous number when you think about it and when you consider the amount of dogs there are. I think in the UK there's about 13 million in the UK now, so... Jeez. It really did jump, many, and a lot how of the did you say? new 30 owners. Million. Thirteen. Thirteen. I've always said thirty. I was, I was like, thirty say, million. They're all in your puppies. They all are on a Sunday. <laughs> That's a lot of dogs. Yeah, and a lot of the new owners that kind of through pande- through the pandemic are actually younger owners as well. So we're seeing mm. um, a lot of these new owners are under thirty-five as well. So the, the kind of demographics changed a little bit. I mean, this, this is, is Nikki. This is Nikki to a T. I mean, <laughs> yeah. borderline the under thirty-five. Oh, Nikki. absolutely, piss off. <laughs> no, but that is me. Yeah, and also, I think the change. You might agree with this, Dom. The, the working pattern changed. So obviously, where people are working from home a lot more. I was. I always wanted a dog, but never got one because I worked full time. It wouldn't have been fair. Whereas now, working from home um, part of the week means I can be at home with my dog. So it's better. Yeah, it's it's been a great change for a lot of dogs um, but at the same time I think what we've also seen is where some people have had to suddenly go back to the office yeah. their dogs aren't actually very comfortable being left on their own getting anxiety so a lot of yeah a lot of separation related issues come from that right um, which has kind of been a bit of a, a downside to getting dogs in in uh, during the COVID pandemic so are we seeing sort of more problematic behaviour then as a result of that would you say from yeah yeah definitely so the dogs um, just aren't comfortable being left on their own. So mm. you might see some things like um, destruction in the house. They might chew up things that you don't want them to normally chew, kind of excessive barking, mm. um, might be like fearfulness and feeling really worried because um, they're not you know, they're not used to being on their own really. So they get quite worried and it ca- that can be a reason why people want to relinquish their dog or give mm. up their dogs. We see that come into us quite a lot and I think that's been on the rise since since covid we see a bit more of that so we kind of try to address that through we have like a new behavior support line that the public can use and contact us to actually get behavior support Mm. um, rather than having to kind of wonder what do i do if my dog's doing this or that and having to find someone that's actually credible which can be quite hard Mm. they can contact us on our website and um get like expert help basically so mm. kind of just ways in which we can make sure that you know because our rehoming centers are absolutely rammed they're so full the waiting lists are you know months long so whatever we can do to make sure dogs stay in their homes is kind of what we're 
what right. we're aiming for. I mean, as you were listing those those sort of anxiety and symptoms and things, I was looking at the, the guilt etched all over Nikki's face. There. No, well, I think it's different to me, though, because <laughs> Who's we... Who's looking after your we, dog today? So we, we... First of all, we didn't get her in lockdown. <laughs> Second of all, from oh. the day that she came home, we started leaving her on Does her own. Does she have a name, or are you just Oh, yeah, she's called, she's she's called she? Honey. Uh, uh, that's, a, that's the name, her official like name, but... a dog name, isn't it? Honey. That's a terrible name. <laughs> she gets called many other things. Um, you could have called her David. No, no, but, yeah, we started leaving her literally from the day that we got her, just for oh. short periods of time and then just built it up so that she's fine on her own yeah that's that's pretty much the way to do it is doing it really really gradually really slowly and just at whatever pace they can manage but you know in lockdown like you couldn't leave your house (laughs) like the government would tell you off if you left your house so it was uh yeah really difficult to balance that i mean heath are you have you noticed any sort of challenges around dog. I, think, I mean your customer behavior is generally you know, pretty bad anyway but i think the problem is they, they a lot of these people got dogs during lockdown the dogs haven't been socialized they're not used to seeing other dogs mm. so they skits out they just start like barking and you end up with situations Sorry, what's that? Bark- but, yeah, barking barking, right, barking yeah. but they just end up going crazy and then you've got the owners going and they're not not used to dealing with interaction and they're trying to they just don't know how to handle it and you got like you have to go over and say maybe it's best you just take your dog for a bit of a walk calm it down but they've just there's a lot of pe- new owners who don't understand dogs and and then you've got dogs who just don't understand other dogs so they haven't been socialized it's it's mm. quite challenging it's not mm. much you know not much fun to be honest you've got kids running around you've got dogs you've got people who don't know how to order food it's just you know what i mean it's like a thousand balls in the air at once mm. Mm. i mean did- why why are pubs i mean dom you you guys work for the dogs trust but i mean we were saying off air just then you know that that pubs are so much more embracing of dogs compared to to other businesses you don't generally go to a restaurant and take a dog you don't go to in paris uh, you do a shop do you yeah in paris you take your dog just because you've just been to paris just bringing that back just again again, one of my many holidays out <laughs> they take dogs to around. Yeah, but what they kind do. of dogs? Well, they're small little, you know, little things, things in bags, aren't they? But yeah. I think a lot of people got dogs. They don't. They did not like in the UK. They got dogs. They thought they could handle, but they can't. You know what I mean? Mm. They got the wrong type of dog mm. for the situation. They're gonna got working cocker spaniels when they work from home and don't do a lot of exercise themselves. Mm. So, do you know, I think there's a lot of people paired off with the wrong sort of animals for them. I mean, that's a that's a entire podcast on itself, isn't it? So they're pairing people with animals. That would be the uh, yeah. So, uh, I mean, coming back to that question, why 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 do you think pubs are, are so sort of more embracing of, of dogs than, than other businesses? Yeah, I'm not. I can't really give you a definitive answer. But I do think back to like when I was a kid, and I would go to the pub with my dad, and we'd take our dog or something. You know, dogs kind of were a part of the culture, and I think mm. we're seeing that even just as a country we're seeing the culture of dog ownership change massively you know you think maybe 50 years ago most dogs were kind of working dogs and they've kind of crept into our houses and now they're considered a part of the family and as valued as some people's children so Mm. they're in our beds now they're you know we spend a ridiculous amount of money on them rightfully so but there's so much there's such an important part of our lives now mm. so when we can take them places like you know go for a, a drink down the pub with your mate and oh you know we take the dog along i think that might be a part of it but i certainly mm. remember it being a part of the pub culture as a kid yeah um, you know there was always a pub up, dog wasn't there you know you why pub, got, there was always a pub I've dog. Got pub dogs but you know yeah. what i think it is and i see this all the time it's the bloke babe i'm gonna take the dog for a walk back soon <laughs> and they're in the pub having pints yeah i wish that were the case <laughs> i really <laughs> wish I said, that were I the do case it myself wife's going oh, you want me to take the dog for a walk she goes oh you're going to the pub eh? i went yeah oh. you know what i mean you I see I, as a kid we had we had dogs growing up and actually my my dog hated going to this is pre-smoking ban mm. and she hated many smoking. many years ago so many years ago oh, yes yeah, just, just that, after Nikki. the war um I'll, I'll remember that later just after the war yeah. <laughs> um 
and I'll talk wouldn't, wouldn't go into the pub. You'd literally, you drag her in, you would be dragging uh, her into the pub. Do you know what? It's Utterly like, useless. Probably, probably doesn't drink. Terrible dog, yeah, didn't drink, didn't, didn't drink. smoke. Yeah. Didn't smoke. Didn't have a good time. Yeah, <laughs> the I think that's part of the issue, isn't it? That, like, it's it's actually it's a really challenging environment for a lot of dogs, and especially mm. dogs that might not like, that aren't really com- confident around strangers. Some dogs aren't confident around strangers. Some dogs mm. aren't confident You know, you know what kills dog. me? It, it's the parents who've got kids who don't have a dog and think it's a good time on a busy Sunday lunch to go in and take their little toddler, you know, Jeremiah or Jeffrey, whatever, over to a dog <laughs> where the people are having lunch, a quiet lunch with their dog underneath the table. And they go, do you mind? Yeah, I fucking mind. I'm having my lunch. <laughs> and, then, and then the dog kicks off and they get all freaked out and everybody has a panic and then the whole pub goes quiet and then all the dogs bark and you're like, seriously, like I, a lot of dog owners I feel sorry for. It's mm. the kids that are the problem. Yeah. Mm. So bang kids is what you're saying. Yeah. Oh, that's, 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 welcome yeah. dog, dogs welcome. <laughs> dog, no children. That's another podcast dogs entirely. Are the, yeah. Dogs are the best. <laughs> I mean, Dom, is there any advice you would give to to pub operators? You know, if if they've got you know challenging behaviour, dogs coming to visit, is there anything that they could they could do or should be considering? Yes, there's lots really, and how much you want to go into it really depends on what you can dedicate as as a kind of a business. But mm. really, what we need to be thinking about is, you know, we can't, you know, as I say, we as a, someone that is like a business owner or owns a pub, you can't really change the way, um, you know, what the dog already knows or how the dog feels about certain situations. So what we can really do is make the environment as dog friendly as possible. So that includes making it safe, um, you know putting dogs in areas where they're maybe like away from like lots of kind of foot traffic so if you know you know someone's got bringing a dog in just kind of maybe suggest to them why don't you sit over in the the quieter area just so Mm. you know that dog gets disturbed a lot less um and like visual breaks can be really good so like if you have something that can prevent um dogs from seeing one another if there's multiple dogs in there can prevent a lot of potential frustration you know you've got these two dogs that might really want to play with each other but they Mm. have to be kept on the lead and separate um, if you have something that can break it up, you know, it could even just be some tables and chairs um, that can prevent a lot of these issues as well. So it's really just thinking about what can we do to make to manage the situation and make the dogs feel as comfortable as possible. You know Sometimes what? it is maybe saying take a bit of a break, maybe yeah. take them outside yeah. for a walk. What, what kills me is the ones who think like they're walking and go, can you put your dog on a lead? Oh, no, they're fine. Yeah, like, no, they're not. Like, mm. we've got other dogs in here. We've got people walking around with hot food and drinks. And your dog's not fine. Oh, no, they're good, they're good, they're good. And you're like, oh, my God, I don't need this. But you also do have people asking if they can have a chair at the the table. They they want to sit their dog at the table. They put their dog on the table. And you're like, it's not hygienic. I know, you know what I mean? It's just... You know. Yeah, it can probably be helpful to have like a policy, you know, that all of your staff are aware of. Okay, this, you know, we welcome dogs, but this and this and this has to happen. No, the ground um, rules, yeah. So not getting mixed messages from, you know, oh, well, you know, wh- whoever who's normally serving on a Saturday, you know, doesn't mind. But mm-hmm. you know, if that's your policy, then my policy would be like the Gettysburg Address. It'd be so <laughs> bloody long. They'd be there for an hour outside. Okay, you can't, you can't do that. Okay, no peeing in the pub. Like, you know I mean? is like, that for the customers? I was going to say that's just for you. Too. <laughs> brilliant well we are out of time but uh, I think on that note we shall end it there but thank you very much Dom no, well, thank you very much Thanks, guys Dom. nice to speak to you cheers
you're listening to the Lock In Podcast, and we are talking about dogs. Dogs and pubs go together like strawberries and cream, unless you don't like dogs, in which case, why are you in a pub? Dogs are an important part of the mix for a vast number of pubs. I did try to find a pub that was anti-dog and struggled. Weatherspoons is famously against allowing them in, and they didn't want to talk to us. Um, I believe Sam Smith's as well, Nicky, you did. Uh, you yeah. Did. Really? They don't want yes, to be dogs? Yeah. No, they, they don't let anyone in. They don't really like customers. <laughs> they don't like anybody, do they? No, they? no, no one. Yeah, Shit no, beer as well. Yeah. No, well, that's... <laughs> Calm down, Pete. <laughs> Just an observation. That's a fair point. Uh, so instead, we are talking to dog fans instead. We've got the fantastic Tim Bird of the award-winning Cheshire Cat Pub Co. We've got Daniel Crump, licensee of the Greyhound in Beaconsfield, and Jody Mundy, King's Arms in Horsham. So, guys, thanks for joining us. Pleasure. So let's let's start. Um, let's just get some some initial thoughts. You know, why, why are dogs and pubs so intrinsically linked together? Um, I mean, Jody, Tim, you're you're both finalists in the uh, uh, dog friendly category, the uh, the old best pub for dogs at the Great British Pub Awards. Why why do you think dogs and pubs go together? Tim, do you want to start? Okay. Us? Oh, I'll start. Yeah. Um, I think looking back across my sort of career, I, I seem to remember lots of pubs with a no entry sign sticker with a dog and a line going through the dog. Mm. And when we opened the Bull's Head 13 years ago, I would say more pubs in the neighbourhood didn't allow dogs in with that sign s- stuck in the window. Um, and we just thought that I think it was something like 28% of the population, I think it's 31% of the population now own a dog. Mm. And Mobley was such a walking sort of village um, that to me it's just village life it's part of village life people own dogs they need an excuse to to walk the dog and go to the pub <laughs> the two just simply go hand in hand and I think bearing in mind what you said about people that don't necessarily like dogs I think you've just got to be careful having your little zones for where dogs can go and, and so on and so but it seemed a really natural thing for Mary and I to do just mm. to say dogs are welcome but we were rare at the time I okay. think it's opened up nicely now. And Jody, what, what's your thoughts on on why pubs and dogs are? So are you actually petting a dog in the background there? <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> yes, bro. <laughs> no. um, I we just I, who, what did you say? Strawberries and cream. Yeah, that is yeah. us and dogs. Mm. Who I just they're fabulous. Um, Dogs are lovely. I want my dogs to come everywhere with me. So as a landlady, I welcome the dogs sometimes, very often, well, more often than not, before the customers, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> I'm have you so agree water? with that. Would you like a biscuit? Would you like some cuddles? I'm on the floor cuddling them before I've even served the pint. Um, <laughs> I just love dogs. So, um, yeah. And uh, I mean, Tim touched on on an element there, as sort of having zones. And 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 Dan, I mean, you you had um, you you've you've always been dog friendly, but you didn't let dogs in your restaurant. But you've now created a space for people to eat with their dogs as well. Tell us a bit about that. Well, I think a lot of people assume that. I mean, obviously, we only opened twelve weeks before the first lockdown, right? So the end of twenty nineteen. Um, I think a lot of since then, myself and Marguerite now have our own little dog and. A little like Jody, you're one say, of them. I, I am absolutely, but I have to say, genuinely, it's one of the best things we've ever done in our lives. Um, I really mean that. I think they're they're incredible, incredible things. Um, <clears throat> she certainly changed our lives. Um, the truth is, for us, is that we we were never like you say. You know, when we first opened, we did have 
the outside space for uh, for dogs. Mm. Um, we have all, you know, everything set up. Again, like Jodie, our biscuits ready and the bowls ready and the blankets and all the rest of it. Um, but we, we, as we were sort of, um, I suppose, finding our finding our feet or um, you know, moving into our new home, the Greyhound, um, because we've got so many different areas. You know, seven hundred year old building. We've got the upstairs dining room which originally was a drinking area which we then changed mm. we've got the downstairs dining space then we've got the bar area, and we've got the back area it was just a case of us really working out uh like tim said what's more um comfortable for everybody to make sure that we the dog the area that, that we were going to make dog friendly uh make sure it's comfortable for the for the guests that don't particularly want to be you know sitting with dogs so mm. um that's really why and we and we made that decision this year we we've, we've had a few dividers put in um put in the, the space downstairs which was more for sound actually mm. and then it's just sort of naturally happened where we've sort of gone well you know what and on top of that as we're obviously we're a pub and restaurant um we're seeing more and more guests come in um with their dog if they're coming in for a drink um mm. normally Normally, blokes that sort of seven, half or seven during the week that have told their wives, I'll take the dog for a just walk. Just popping out for a walk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah but we tend to see quite a lot, genuinely quite a lot, and a lot of our regular guests, and then they, they'll bring their wives for dinner the next day, and we've got to pretend we didn't see them, that sort of thing, right? <laughs> <laughs> the dog? We only got her last week. How do you know? <laughs> no, no, I, I, I'm sorry, someone else. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I've got to say as well, though, on uh, my wife's from, obviously, Marguerite's from Belgium. And we were there last week, and we went to this. Uh, we went to this uh, restaurant, um, which we've been wanting to try for a long time. Mm. And um, I was a little bit nervous because Margaret was uh, Jodie, like you. We truffle, she's called. She, I should should have brought her here, really. Sorry, she's the dog or your wife? Again? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um, <laughs> and my and and my wife was like, "Yeah, I've checked with the restaurant. Yeah, it's fine. We can bring her with us." And, I'm, and she's so well behaved. She's Diddy. She, has, mm. she normally has her own little chair and what have you. Um, but the restaurant, I mean, was really, really. Um, uh, it's really, really plush restaurant, right? So I was like, oh my god! And do you know what? This was a this was a Thursday evening. It was a fully booked restaurant, fifteen mm. tables in Belgium, in, in, in Blankenberg on the coast. Very much fine dining. Mm. Fifteen tables. I'm not joking. There must have been eleven dogs in there. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> Honestly, sat with every single table. So well behaved. It was crazy. We don't have crazy. that though, do we? In this, I mean, this is the thing we were talking earlier and saying, you know, pubs and dogs. Absolutely, you know, these days, so many pubs. I mean, like I said, I couldn't find a pub that was willing to stand up and say, no, we don't let dogs in. But on the restaurant side and cafes and things like this, you, you don't have that. You do? No. Um, do you? you can a, find a them. Proximity. Sometimes there's a bit of a proximity thing. Mm. We found it very difficult um, in the evening at the Roebuck, where it's very typical bistro where the tables are very close together. Yeah. And we found that guests were checking in and their experience was to come into the bistro and eat and have the whole Roebuck experience. Mm. And, you know, there's a lovely black lab- Labrador sort of staring at them while they're trying to have a romantic <laughs> meal for two. And we, we had to adjust that. We right. just had to say, right, listen, 6.30, dogs are welcome in these different parts of the building. Yeah. But actually in the bistro from 6.30, no. you know, we're sorry, but we can't. Because we were actually getting complaints about the proximity thing. Right, okay. That's, that's, that, would, that, that would make me feel comfortable as well, then. Like, when we do come to visit you, which we will, by the way, <laughs> knowing that there is an area. Like I said, you know, last week when my wife was like, no, I've definitely checked. I'm thinking, oh, my God, I hope she has checked. We're going to yeah. walk in with a miniature dash hound under my arm, you know? And we're going to stand there with 100 people staring at me, knowing that there is an area for dogs. That would make me already feel really comfortable. Yes. Yeah, and the, the, the thing is, it's never the little dachshund 
it's always the big dog yeah. that is the, the main it's very difficult for pubs this because we can't we can't say small dogs only. Um, <laughs> can't discriminate. No, no you can't discriminate. Um, we've had some massive dogs in, yeah. in the Roebuck, and it's it sort of, there's nowhere to put them in actual. It, you're quite tight um, in the Roebuck, aren't you? I know, I know, yeah. I know the site. Yeah. It's, it, it Whereas the is. pubs, I mean, most of our pubs are 80 seats, and the pubs themselves aren't massive. But where mm. we've got the most space at Chumley, mm. dogs can pretty much go everywhere because the nature of that ruralness and and just the space that's there it, it's conducive with dogs everywhere whereas the bully yeah you know, um, and the three grounds it isn't and well, you've just got to know it's almost like the good old-fashioned smoking areas and non-smoking areas you know it's it's just making sure you've segmented your business and it yeah. works and it does generally so well, i mean we had a case recent didn't we in, in uh the parrot in uh, was it kentish town kentish town and with yeah. the with jay rayner went to to eat there and they, they're dog friendly and he was complaining about having dogs snuffling under his table yeah but th- th- this seating arrangement there i've eaten there it's, it's tight, really isn't it? tight yeah man. It's, there's no space for anything so again that's 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 they've changed the policy now they've made it dogs only in the bar right. restaurant no dogs Interesting. Uh, Jody, I mean, do you segment or are dogs just free to go anywhere? The dogs run the pub. Here. <laughs> um, <laughs> <reassuring>, I, <laughs> if I ever am lucky enough to get a little afternoon siesta, little nap, um, I'm in bed and I'll have people's dogs join me in bed. <laughs> oh, sorry, we left the stair gate open. There's, there's a massive German Shepherd Diego in my bed. Um, wow. It's just normal for the King's Arms and Horsham. They really do run the pub. Well, it's funny you said about um, obviously people, um, I, I get it, not everyone loves dogs, but we're, yeah. we're quite a small pub um so th- there wouldn't be any way we could segregate at all but um uh yeah we, we had one complaint i think it was about 18 months ago um some woman sorry uh, some woman came to the to the bar and said um i'm trying to eat my roast dinner and there's a dog sitting under the table staring at me i said oh yeah that's the bad lady gina <laughs> it's her pub. she runs that's her living room mate oh my god tell her to get out the dogs live here um and uh yeah it's just a running joke that the dogs will be this is their house this is their pub they run it it's <laughs> tough yeah yeah no I, I get that i mean have we noticed and um, one of the things we've been talking about you know we, we touched on the, the explosion in ownership in lockdown uh dan you got the dog nikki you got a dog i didn't get a dog in lockdown it he's was last already, year well, he's already had his dog so he's got no excuse i have two bad dogs behavior. Um, have we seen? I mean, have you seen any changes in behaviour? Because we we were talking about this with a with a chap from the Dogs Trust. You know, that that pandemic kind of the lockdown moment, so lack of socialisation. Lots of people who probably shouldn't get dogs getting dogs. Uh, I'm not looking at you, Nikki. Good. Um, I am. Um, but have you seen any sort of changes in behaviour? Have you had any challenges with that, Jody? What about you? Is, are you are you getting more problem dogs in or not? We have a lot of rescues here, mm. um, a lot of rescues, which just, just need a bit of more time. The thing is, my job as a landlady is to make sure every customer is having a nice time and enjoying their time at the pub. We obviously all know money's tight, so t- for people to be able to have that extra 20, 30, even just a fiver, mm. to go to the pint for a pub... Uh, the pub for a pipe <laughs> um, then I, I want to make that experience for them as nice as possible and sometimes it is um, helping them train their dogs to be comfortable in the pub so that customer can have a peaceful pint mm. and not have a dog barking at it for 20 minutes saying come on dad I want to go out running yeah 
I, you know, so we work quite closely with the customers and, and whether that's a licky mat or a puzzle board or um, just a bit of training, I'm always on hand. What's a licky um, mat? It's a mat you lick, I imagine. Oh. Well, what is a licky mat, Joni? Oh my gosh, they're amazing. So a licky mat is like a silicone mat with lots of grooves and different different um, edges to it. And you smear like you can have pea mutt butter. We put oh that bananas Greek in. yogurt. Oh, I, I put on mine. Greek what, you've yogurt, got a licky mat as well. Googling it. I mean, this will keep heat happy. Is yeah. my wife going to kick that's off right. on my search history when I Google yeah. licky mat? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the least of your worries uh, with your search history, Heath. Um, <laughs> Dan, Tim, I mean, have you have you seen any sort of behavioural uh, sort of challenges or changes? Um, no. If anything, it's probably got a little better. I mm. think dog etiquette and um, keeping the dog clean. We, we've got our own little tongue-in-cheek dog rules that are written in such a way that it's as though the dog should be reading them. <laughs> So if you're having a, a body odour day, you know, have a bath before you come to the, the oh bull's head. I need that for some customers. <laughs> because, yeah, exactly. Um, um, but I think it's it's like anything. If the atmosphere is in some way um, impacted by behaviour, then you have to, like Jody said, you've got to respond to that because you, you're here for your customers and giving them a wonderful time. Yeah. I mean, we've just, we've found, we're doing these dogs' dinners at the moment and um, they include steak um, and real, you know, we, the chef loves me. Um, <laughs> uh, there's three chefs at the moment and, um, and it's quite remarkable how probably years ago people wouldn't have sport the dog quite the way they do yeah. now. And we've got people buying them a, a, a chopped up rump, grilled rump yeah, steak for seven ninety five yeah. in a little bowl. Um, and there's the free biscuits on the bar and the, the usual things. But it's quite, I find it, you know, puzzling almost that people seem to have far more etiquette around the dog. They seem better trained around their dog. They look after them, I think, a little bit better, and mm. I think they want to treat them more. Mm. It's mm. almost, it seems like it's premiumized out our way for some strange yeah. reason. Yeah, I mean, we were talking earlier, it's a revenue stream. Isn't it? I mean, Dan, are you, is, is that your experience, do you think? Are you, are you seeing those kind of things? Yeah, I mean, obviously, we, you know, we, we don't, we, we definitely don't have anywhere near amount of the, um, the, the the dogs that you guys do um, for sure. You know the, the space that we have. So in the summer we can have on the drinking terrace quite a few. Um, up, the upstairs dining room where we've got you know the, the biggest space, nine tables. That's no dogs. Downstairs five tables, no dogs, and then uh, two tables in front of the bar area, which is dog friendly. Mm-hmm. All the bar area is friendly. So um, I you know I can't say I have that much experience, but uh, yeah, I've got to say that anybody that's brought their dog here, the you know, since we've since we've had truffle, the the, the amount of conversations we have, and, and mm. yeah, like Tim says, you know, the, the, the clearly the amount of love that people have for their dogs. I, we didn't have a dog before lockdown, so I, I'm not sure what it was like before, really. But um, they're just a lot more boring, I reckon, Dan. <laughs> a little boring, <laughs> yeah. Without so a dog in your life, just a dog. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's true. Um, guys, I, I mean, I sorry, go on, Jody. Sorry, I'm not very good at these things. Um, I think the um, 
obviously uh, nowadays there's there's a lot more highlight on uh, mental health and mm. um, having a I mean I myself adopted my first dog seven years ago when I was struggling a lot with anxiety mm. and I was on a waiting list to see someone to talk about um, severe anxieties and depressions and and multiple things I was struggling with for a long time and um, it was a 16 month wait for this service called Time to Talk mm. and by the time they rang me back and said oh we're ready to see you now I said I don't need you anymore i said i got a dog and went, what? <laughs> I, said, I rescued a dog and it's given me the confidence i need to go back out and to start conversations because when you are struggling with your mental health leaving your front door is a massive hurdle mm. so i mean what i say when i rescued her she rescued me because we i was then in it with somebody else she needs to go out i need to look after her yeah. i need to go to the shop to get her some food i need to dig myself out of this hole whereas it wasn't enough to dig myself out mm. for me i then found it very so maybe maybe you know we're that much more dog friendly now because you know mental health is a big yeah. um thing yeah, now absolutely that's really lovely yeah no it's lovely and I, i'm gonna ruin it now by making a, a wide widening things up but l- one last question guys um we we've seen a piece recently actually i think you sent it to me ethan times uh newspaper saying that people are more tolerant of dogs than they are of children so let, let's just go around very quickly uh dogs or kids uh tim which would you rather have in the pub <laughs> What's the reach on this? <laughs> Six people. Eight, eight listeners. It's fine. I, I think what I would say is this, um, is that dogs that are, that are under 10 are allowed in the pub after 7 o'clock, whereas children under 10 aren't allowed in the pub after 7 o'clock. Very diplomatic. Diplomatic, very diplomatically put. And Dan, what about you? Kids or dogs? Um, there's that crackling again. I can't <laughs> <laughs> bloody crackling um, I think um, I think you know we, we're, we welcome everybody um, yeah. but uh, we don't have a, a children's menu um, we don't um, we don't have high chairs we don't have baby change facilities we advise in the evening you're, just you're say dogs <laughs> I'm going to say it for you dogs, dogs. <laughs> I think that says it all uh, Jody, what about you kids or dogs I am that crazy dog lady. I'm not afraid to say it. Dogs. 100%. Yeah. Perfect. Brilliant. Well, guys, thank you very much for that. We're out of time, but thanks very much. You're listening to the Login Podcast with myself, Ed Bennington, Heath Ball and Nikki Thatcher. We're talking about dogs and pubs in this episode and we're now going to focus on the offer that pubs can provide. So I'm delighted to welcome two great guests to join us, uh, Steve Bennett of Wolf and Brew and David Wright of Sir Wolf Chesters. Uh, gentlemen, congratulations on both having excellent names your companies, by the way. So uh, thanks for joining us. <laughs> Let's start with a, a quick explanation of, uh, of what your companies do. Steve, do you want to just give us a rundown of, of who you yeah, are not well. actually i do have uh, two companies if i may mention mm. both of them um we have dog friendly which is the is a database of pubs and uh, beaches days out where dog owners can search locally or when they go on holiday to find where they'll be welcomed mm-hmm. it's been going about 20 years oh, i think i've been using that um, good good yeah. and um thank you we also publish a magazine on uh, on that website so you can 
you can uh, get ideas of where other people have been with their dogs that perhaps you didn't realise you could go. Fantastic. Um, and then our other business is Wolf and Brew, where we uh, brew um, drinks for dogs, healthy drinks. So we have bottom sniffer beer and push pooch wine as examples. Fantastic. Okay, and, and David, tell us a bit about your uh, your operation. Yeah, we're more on the edibles at Swift Justice, so we we don't supply retail. We have treats and dog menus and little snacks and holiday welcome packs. So, so pubs and hotels come to us, and we give them um, really nice, <coughs> ready-to-eat dinners, treats, and all the rest of it. Um, it just creates a lot of fun. It's a bit of extra revenue for the for the pub or the hotel or cafe. Um, and it just creates a lot. You know, there's so much you can do dog-friendly, mm. but we just play a small part in that by supplying some edibles and treats and dog menus and things like that. Um, and it's very popular. Fantastic. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, what 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 made you guys sort of decide to specialise in in the in the dog market? Then, what what was the driver behind that? Steve, do you want to start with that? Yeah, of course. Well, um, my wife actually um, was working for. A wood green animal shelter 20 years ago and um kept bringing dogs home that needed fostering ah, that, um, that's the um charity that's on the, the program isn't it? the dog house program it is yes it is indeed you're absolutely right yeah. nikki is um, a bit dog obsessed <laughs> yes we all are actually yeah, in fact I'm, I'm not allowed to cry at the television but it's really difficult not to on programs like that isn't it, it is yeah um we as i say we had foster dogs um that um, needed a bit of attention and wanted to go on holiday and couldn't just could not find anywhere to go because 20 years ago perhaps people hadn't identified the opportunity of uh, opening their doors to dogs as well as their owners so we we did find somewhere eventually uh, a cottage in i remember it well actually sea pauling in, uh, in norfolk and um then we didn't know if the beach was dog friendly we didn't know where we could take them uh whether the pubs were dog friendly whether the uh, you know the days out were dog friendly so we we on the way home decided in the early days of the internet there must be an opportunity for dog owners to share places that they'd found and then of course the natural progression from that was um we built a database of uh, we've got about 150,000 dog owners who are members of dog friendly and 60,000 businesses now registered on there mm. and of course um all of them have dogs um and there's an opportunity to sell them something that perhaps other people didn't sell at the time and that was drinks for dogs so um we tried them and sure enough healthy drinks went extremely well fantastic fantastic david what 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 brought you into this space then yeah not quite as long ago but 2008 um when i had dogs and cats i'd had a little tin little container a little tin and we'd put the things in it to make a noise and then give them bits of ham and chicken And I thought, well, hang on, there's, a, there's something exciting we can do here. So we, we brought out this tin of biscuits for dogs and tin of biscuits for cat, like a training product. Mm. Um, and then some years later, I'd always dabbled in pubs market a little bit and had a personal interest in pubs mm. and cafes and restaurants and hotels. And I'm not the only one. And so five years ago, finally formalised something and started... Um, supplying pubs and treats and we went around cafes we, we raised quite a lot of money for charity as well and we dabbled with dog menus and things like that in 2018 did a bit more in, in 19 and we were in quite a few hundred places at that point with treats the many hundreds but then when COVID came along we just had to stop everything mm. so we did sort of private label bits and bobs and it was only a small business me and like one part I remember staff at that point now there's um, seven of us but um yeah, and then since the past two or three years, just we've been working very hard and expanding and continuing to develop across the across the UK, 
um, supplying the the menus and treats and so on. What's the scale of the market? I mean, do, do you have any idea? Have you done any scope on on what what is, what's out there? Um, Sorry, David, you go. So it, 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 you'll know better the numbers, Steve, and they're eye-watering, aren't they, in terms of numbers of places? Mm. How many of them really have an appetite for a lot of treats and, and products and drinks? It, you know, it varies. Mm. But there's certainly a huge thing out scope out there. You know, we're keeping very busy and expanding. And some people perhaps go to a local pet shop or an online or a different supplier and then, you know, someone local and do it that way or... Mm. But it's certainly very significant. Mm. Yeah, but I think yes, it is. I agree with you. We we run um, and the annual dog friendly awards where dog owners mm. can vote for their favourite dog friendly venues. Right. And, uh, we've been doing that for about ten years, and um, we did some research uh, a couple of years ago to identify um, what some of the benefits that businesses that had recently opened their doors to dogs had had um, had. had. And um, we found, or the feedback, sorry, was um, those that have recently opened their doors to dogs had seen an increase in revenue of between 20 and 50%, which sounds huge. But when you actually delve into it, um, if you've got your dog with you and they are contented and you're at the pub, you are likely to stay longer. So not only will you spend money on the dogs, but you'll spend more money on yourself. Right. Um, and with regards to volumes, I think on, on our dog-friendly database, we've got about certainly in excess of 10,000 dog-friendly pubs that are registered. Mm. So, yes, if you if you look at how many dogs go in there every day, and then if you look at the, the hotels, as David said, and mm. the, the self-catering, we're in quite a few restaurants now. I know David mm. is as well. So if you walk into a Bill's restaurant, you can you can have a bottle of our, our drink if you've got your dog with you. So, yeah, the, the, the market is is big yeah. and growing. I mean, Nikki, you're a, you're a dog owner. Yeah. Have you ever bought... A dog beer for your dog. Of yeah, course, well. I reckon I've bought most things oh that are dog related like, like for my dog because and, I love it. And if you went it. into a pub and and these products were there, you would automatically you would go for it would without you? a shadow of a doubt. Yeah. yeah. The only thing I think that there could be missing yeah, is no. something that keeps the dog busy for a bit longer. Like my dog's really young, so she taser. She, <laughs> Don't ever talk about doing that to my dog because no, I will do no. it to you. <laughs> um, yeah, something to keep her busy a bit longer because a treat's like, amazing. But, um, I mean, maybe this might be what, I well, need like to a little train. game thing. You need a treat where you put it in, they have to turn the things. Yeah, or there. something like that, or like a chew that she takes how a while you, to how, get wait, how long are you in the pub with your dog? Well, it could be there a while. Well, Who obviously, knows? as Steve just said, you know, people with dogs stay longer. Stay longer, in the pub, yeah. So. Yeah. We have some chews and uh, toys, but we don't sell lots of them. But we probably should push it more because, as you say, it's it, as Steve talks about it's it's extra, it's, it's incremental sales, yeah. It, yeah. average time per customer, all these statistics. And then going a bit further than that is repeat visits. Yeah, and people come back because they know they can take their dog there. And also, in our case, we get people telling us that they come back and book because they know they got the menu there and they can get a dinner yeah. or treats or whatever. So it's just this whole, once you open up this Pandora box or look into the bonus, the car, whatever your analogy you use, mm. there's just so much there and <laughs> increased social media because you allow dogs all do something special like the beer or... And the dogs will drag their we, owners. We, I've well. found that post, yeah. both post-COVID, everyone's got a dog. Like yeah. Up in Highgate, where one of my pubs is, it, some days you just like, seriously, we ask them to tell us that they're bringing a dog and some days you can just look at every table and they've all got dogs. Yeah, but surely you prefer dogs to customers. The people, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Like 100%. <laughs> of course. But they, they're, not, they're not paying for the food and drink. <laughs> people are. Do, you, 
do you do any products for the dogs? I, uh, there's a local lady who makes. Uh, actually, I want to look into this. But you, what these guys are doing because we we have like little homemade treats. This lady makes, and they're really sweet. And she's twee and all that. But this is a lot more slick. And I think that all, my customers are actually. Jump yeah, down and you can sell it. Yeah, yeah. It's, I think, like, yeah, I can sell the dog treats at a nominal fee, and, but I think this stuff's more. I, I think in yeah. high gate they'll they'll jump all over this. Yeah, I mean, from it's, a, from it, a com- sorry, sorry I'm just going to say from a, from a commercial perspective, also, I'm sure David's found the same. Even if uh, the person in the pub doesn't have a dog, they'll often look at something like bottom sniffer or one of david's treats and they'll buy it for someone else they yeah. know who's got a dog they think it's such a great idea so yeah. it isn't just buying for your own dog and also if you're in the pub and you do have a dog but they're not with you you'll take it home so um, i've done that yeah, as well more than just doggy bags yeah <laughs> <laughs> there's a bit of christmas gifting that goes on yeah, yeah. gifting generally i think yeah it, it is interesting Actually, i went into a into a pub the other day with my uh, with my kids and my 12 year old was very excited to see uh, dog beer on the bar, uh, I think it was actually. It, I think it was yours, Steve. Actually, he did ask whether humans can drink it. Can they? <laughs> Absolutely, they can. Yeah. The only thing I would say, well, all of our drinks um, are human grade. Mm. All of them, actually, the wines are really quite tasty. But <laughs> the beer has chicken flavour. It's got to be a bit of the not... wine I had Madeira lately. <laughs> <laughs> it has natural chicken flavouring, and if if you drink a warm beer which tastes of chicken. No. You know, it's an acquired taste. You, <laughs> you, you know what, though? You've inspired me. I think we're going to get some, uh, we'll some, do a uh, some wine. Dog and, blind uh, tasting with me. Thanks a lot, mate. Um, as a wine connoisseur, that will be uh, an interesting alcohol experiment. Alcohol free. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> alcohol. No, I need alcohol. Obviously, obviously, yeah. I'm married. I need alcohol. Jesus. <laughs> so, I mean, guys, are there any are there, are there sort of things that people should think about when they're looking to stock products like this? Are there any sort of uh, obstacles or, or, or ways or, or things that they should be aware of? Well, if, if I answer from the drink side, mm. perhaps, if that's all right. Um, yep. Yes, obviously, something to serve it in. Um, okay. So, uh, a dog bowl of some sort, uh, which again can be an opportunity for advertising something else within uh, the pub, but they do need to be kept clean. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, from a, we often, I think probably the most common thing we get asked when we're going into a hotel or, a, or any hospitality venue is what about people that don't like dogs? So it is, yes. it is just to consider, uh, perhaps, um, other people around them. Uh, mm. But we have, I mean, Dog Friendly has a, a code of conduct for uh, responsible dog owners, and, it, and it's all about just thinking about other people. And if you've spilt some of the drink, make sure you wipe it up so it isn't yeah. a, you know, it isn't a hazard. But other than that, no, really not yeah. much you need to worry about. Okay. Uh, David, on the food side, what, what, are, what are the... Uh, what yeah, are I mean, as well as all our food and menus that we supply and treats, um, as well as just thinking about a lot more you can do, because you, a lot of places do monthly dog walks. That may mm-hmm. or not involve our products, although we do donate hampers and prizes mm. for links with charities and things like that. There's, there's some people do Halloween, some do Christmas. There's so many different things that different places do. It depends how far you want to take it. And 100% what Steve said, and our brochure we said, you know, have some dog rules to people. And, you know, a lot of people do have dog-free areas anyway, possibly because it's just a dining section, yeah. <laughs> not necessarily. But, you know, you don't, there are places where, they, you know, not everyone wants um, to be like crops. <clears throat> but regardless of how many dogs you get, there's a lot more you can do than just a couple of old biscuits from home bargains on the bar. 
and a, a bowl of cold water or warm water that's been left there for a day or two. There's so much more you can do, whether you're doing it yourself and sourcing it or whether you come to a specialist like us. Um, you know, there's lots of fun stuff you can have and just adding value to your customer experience. And that's what it's all about. Absolutely. Brilliant. Guys, well, that is, we are out of time. So thank you very much for that. Some, uh, some interesting uh, dog food for thought there. listening to the lock in podcast and we are at the end of this episode we've learned a lot about dogs and pumps in this one and hopefully that will stop us barking up the wrong tree oh, oh god fuck off. uh heath have you heard anything that's given you pause for thought this is horrendous it's, yeah like if, Look, if, if, i've gone through this entire thing i think i've only done did you go through with your daughter Imogen and tell all the jokes and she laughed yeah is that what happened no she didn't laugh yeah she she's sure. too she's too young she doesn't so um yeah i think the like the dog thing there there's a bit of an angle there like i got dogs anyway but doing the uh the food from those guys and mm. the drinks i think that's smart it's know. cool it's not cool it's, it's smart it's smart like, and get cool. cool and smart confused they're both they're both good things i'm cool You're and not. smart Mm, but you yeah, are neither of those things. So yeah, um, other than that, yeah, quite funny. Um, it's all right, you know. Yeah, yeah, um, mm. yeah. Nikki, I think it's been great. I was, <laughs> I think. <Fucking laughs> bore me to river. Oh, shut Ball, up. Bored you a river? I don't know. You, I, know I mean? you don't Shame. know what you're saying. Anyway, I think dogs. Dogs. dogs in pubs are always going to be a great thing. Does Brewdog look dogs in? Of course they do. There's dogs upstairs. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah we are we are in the Brewdog pub in Waterloo. We should have said that at the start in the, yeah, uh, in the podcast year, which is why the sound is sounds vaguely more professional than normal. Quiet. Quiet. Anyway, yes. um, it's going to produce another revenue stream. I think we were saying earlier, you know, if you've got something on offer for your dogs, like Jodie was talking about the licky mats there, um, that's going to keep your keep your dog entertained for longer in the pub. It's going to keep you spending more money in the pub, which is going to benefit the pub and the operator. Dogs, all all, dog's got to work for that treat on the licky mat, hasn't it? Oh, God. Fucking hell. You two are horrendous. Um... I don't know what you're talking about. I'm yeah. What else? What else are we saying? Um, well, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm just flabbergasted that we've managed to get through this entire episode of the podcast without he having a rant about the government. Well done, well, so well done, Ed. Now look at what I you've just done. Just brought it up. I'm like, damn it. No, no, zip it. Yeah, back in your back in your bed. Yeah, they're fucking. <laughs> <out of them>. <laughs> um, Stay. <laughs> Good boy. Yeah. Well, don't worry. They'll be chipping us soon. Indeed. Um, I mean, I suppose it makes sense. Pubs and dogs go together, doesn't it? Where we're, pubs are supposed to but be inclusive funny, it's places. Got, it's got so. more. Like it's suddenly become more socially accepted. Like in the old days, like you know, I mean, I remember I always had dogs in the pub, and mm. but I remember it's it was got like one old man and his dog. Kind yeah, of thing, it was never. It, it yeah. was never like it is now, and it's suddenly it's like, oh, well, that's because all these kids have got them for their Instagram yeah, kind of just, uh, reels, haven't yeah, they? Yeah, exactly. you know, here's me and. I had a lady, had a lady once bring in two Great Danes and thought that was acceptable. Oh. Why isn't that acceptable? Because we've paid a fucking space. <laughs> no one has space. We asked when they're right making bookings, do you, you need prams, high chairs, oh. you know, do you need space for a dog? And they go, oh yeah, yeah, I've got three dogs. You're like, what do you mean you've got three dogs? It was a really nice, actually, well, I've been to you before, there was a really Who nice dog three animals with the same thing? That makes sense. Three, what, three dogs? Yeah. It's a lot of dogs. Yeah. It's too many. Like some people, we, we were talking about one day we need to cap how many one party can have because they, they'll meet on Hampstead Heath and then come to us for lunch and they'll turn mm. up and you go, okay, yeah. there's six people. Then you've got to make them decide which one to leave at home. That's favorite, really mean. Pick your favourite dog. Yeah, that's that's really mean. This is, this is it. This is life. 
Oh, Sometimes no. you've got to make those sacrifices. That's a really horrible thing Your to dog do. I could husband. do it easily with my children. Well, we've established the little one. you prefer... Little one, leave a little one at home. She's a nightmare. She's going to break <laughs> shit. The older one, she's going to be gold. The little one's going to steal shit, break stuff. Yeah, but we've established you prefer dogs to kids and yeah, customers. That's a, and you, like, that's, like, honestly, that's not like... There's not much I mean, he doesn't that. really like his dog as well, so what's that yeah. say about him? At least the kids, you got stem cells and organs and stuff. Dogs, <laughs> what am I getting from a dog? A pet? Dogs are more obedient than kids. Dogs don't, dogs don't answer you back. I much prefer my dog to most other people. She doesn't answer me back. Yet. She always loves me. She is. She doesn't. She prefers talk. your husband. She, yeah, I know, but she still loves me a little bit. She's like, oh, but shit, she's always she's, nice to me. Here she comes in. Here's the charlatan yeah, trying, to get my, trying to get my owner's attention again. Look at her. Oh, God. She's, she is fucking cute. <laughs> God, help us out, Ed. Like, wind this down. This uh, should we broaden it out to more than just dogs? You know, should no. other animals in pubs? No. I had a customer. Like honestly, they thought this was acceptable. They brought a cat on a lead to the pub. <laughs> was it right? one of your staff? Because no, one of your staff, one of my staff does cat that. Obsessed, yeah. yes. But he they brought it have a pram for his cat. Yeah, he does. Yeah, okay. Honestly, that, that's that a whole new episode. Okay. But the customer brought a cat on a lead to the pub. And then I was like, hey, like, listen, I'm really sorry. This doesn't, this isn't working. Why not? Because every dog in here wants to kill it. <laughs> you need to leave. Some people, you know, I mean, I've had, I've had a ferret. I've yeah, some... I was at I'm a Hindu in Brighton once at a bar, and this man, all of a sudden, oh, here we go, produced a ferret. <laughs> oh wow! Oh, how we've Where fallen. did he produce this ferret from? <laughs> well, I was drunk, so I can't really remember. Oh, but oh, <laughs> was it a ferret? It was a hundred percent. Oh, you sure? Well, we haven't gone past the watershed on this one, Nikki, and you're like, you've got on full on dirt I don't like ferrets and it freaks me out no this I don't is so like many them. euthanisms here <laughs> like I don't like ferrets like you know they freak me out yeah okay funny um, looking weirdest animal you've met in the pub then um well the ferret was quite weird alleged ferret yeah it was a ferret um when I used to work in the pub um the people that ran it for a little while they had a budgie oh, was it a budgie or something like that some a form bird. of bird oh wow a, that's weird oh my god that was oh all right, we'll find hope another I never one, see then. a bird in my real life cat oh. boy what, what are you gonna say I don't know the weirdest animal I've seen in a pub uh, you I don't know uh Obviously, rats. You know what I mean. Well, I, mean, I was going to say that's just daily occurrence in your pub. So, uh, I don't know. Like you know, what I mean, it's just like people bringing silly dogs in, and you know what I mean. I, I had a salamander guy was walking know. around the what pub with a, a lizard. It's a big cooking device you're using yeah, in the like kitchen. A, they cook it was. A, it was. Oh no, sorry, it was a gecko. Yeah, the gecko. Leopard gecko. Leopard gecko. What in a? In a in a, like a no, cat on his, a... no, he's just on his arm. Oh, he's just weird. walking around People showing everyone weird. his. Uh, yeah, that, that, that is his gecko. <laughs> like, that's just a crap. Getting his gecko out. Do you know what I mean? Like, look at me. He, I've got a lizard. He did seem a little bit yeah. special. Yeah, of course. Mm. A bit weird. Yeah. Mm. Um, okay. Yeah. Um, well, there you go. There we go. You don't want to uh, talk about the government, no. no. I mean, I I did take my kids to a pub the other day. Uh, Promote itself as one that has lots of animals in the garden. Oh God! Um, oh, but go. when we got there, there was just one enclosure with a small dog sitting in it. Turns out it was a shih tzu. Fuck's sake. Like, some. Oh. Can you see that tumbleweed just going past? <laughs> I was going to say, tumbleweed I can doesn't hear really that tumbleweed. <sighs> you know what? Um, the, never appreci- genius is never appreciated in its lifetime. That's because it was, that was terrible. Yeah. Um, well, Mozart died when he's 15. How long have you got left? I'm probably past that, aren't I? Yeah, I think he's, so. You're older than Ed. Yeah. I, I am indeed. Mm. Yet I have the looks. <laughs> Not the hair. Yeah. No, not the hair. I'm like Dorian Gray. On that note, 
<laughs> fucking wish. On that note, let's draw things to a close. Uh, if you've liked the episode, and even if you haven't, tell your friends. Uh, don't please tell share. Don't please don't don't share on social. Uh, share it far and wide. We will be back next time for more pub-related fun. Until then, enjoy yourselves. With dogs. <laughs>